Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockoff, authors of the leadership development books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose. At Gapology, our purpose is to help leaders achieve their greatest potential. To learn more about our groundbreaking books and training services, visit our website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. For you regular listeners, you know that we joke about t-shirts on the show, but we actually do have them available. There's a link on our website to our print-demand store on teespring.com. You can find it under the merchandise tab, and we have t-shirts, we have sweatshirts, hats, notebooks, mugs, all with our signature Gapology logo. And we also have a selection of shirts with quotes from our books and from our conversations on this show. In fact, I just added a few new ones last week, so head on over to gapology.org and check them out. And as for tonight, we're wrapping up our culture series by discussing how to create an interdependent culture within your organization. So let's go ahead and get things rolling with Martinez. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Hey, Brian, good. Just good. Cooking, uh, cooking up here, it's 97 degrees. Yikes, 97. I know you're on the road. Where are you at this week? Uh, Northern California. Okay, okay. Well, it's northern. It should be cooler up there. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> it's not snowing up there. Uh no, it's 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 warm. It's nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Pretty wow. dry. Yeah, at least that's nice. In Kansas City, oh man, I think it they said on the news it sounds like it's 105 or something out today with the humidity. It's just like, ugh. Joe and I were just out watering the uh flowers in front. She loves those. Um, she does a great job with the with the garden. And so we have to get out there and, and water, but I think I'm wetter than the flowers are. <laughs> so humid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no kidding. But we've got a great topic this week. You know, we started talking about support, uh, you know, after the last call, Mark and I started talking about support and how teams can support each other and how leaders can support each other. And then we started talking about um, interdependence. So I'm not sure if we've ever done a podcast on this. It's actually a section in the book, page 196 for any of the any of you that have the book. Um, it's just like a two-page section, just something real, real short, but interdependence. So I'd love to go through and talk about how you can create a culture of interdependence since this will be the last episode of the culture series. I think this is a good one to you know, talk about how we can bring teams together and work more in that supportive, interdependent uh, space. So what do you think, Mark? Well, I think it ties nicely to Gapology because it allows the leader to look at their team and understand the level of, of dependence that, that they have. And uh, from that, uh, know how to close, you know, the gaps with, within that team or within that individual. So it's mm-hmm. it's quite relevant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there's an opportunity for leaders to to really look at how the team interacts amongst each other and then between them and the team as well. So I, I think there's some good opportunities to look for gaps here. And uh, I think this little uh, model here, the interdependence model that we have in the book, I think that uh, provides some good clues there. So so what do you think? Yeah, let's uh, let's jump right in. Can I talk about the levels of dependence? Yeah. Yeah. So in Gapology, we talk about the three levels of dependence. And as a leader, again, you can understand where each person on your team is at, where you're at becomes extremely relevant. So the first level is dependent. 
And that's, that's a tough level. That means that that individual needs direction to do their job. They need significant oversight. It's often the case for a new person. They come in rather dependent, but they need to quickly graduate from that transition from that and, and move on. Yeah. I think this is a, a risky level, you know, for, for new people to stay at for a long time. Certainly initially they're going to be in this state until they can, you know, become competent and confident in their role. But I think there's a risk there where if they continue to live in that state, they can really become frustrated uh, with their jobs. The other piece I think that's a risk is that they may go to a peer or a colleague for assistance versus coming to you as the leader, and they may receive incorrect um, or not fully correct information. So I think there is a risk at this level. Yeah, and it it may slow down the team significantly. Mm -hmm. And if you have multiple dependent people, it's going to slow you down as a leader. So just help them graduate and, and move on to the next level, which is independent. And this is significant movement. That means that they function very well on their own. It's a risky level in some ways because leaders might really like this level for their team, yet it's certainly not the top of the dependence pyramid. It's convenient for leaders. They don't have to give a lot of direction, but it, it has a downside as well. For certain positions, it may be where you want part of the team, but when you get insight to the top of the pyramid, the next level, it, it really changes everything. And you see that uh, independence can actually become a negative and slow down the team as well. So it's it's a big move from dependence to independence. That's significant. That should be celebrated, but it's, it's not where you ultimately want to land. Yeah, I think there's so many risks at this level. Um, while that's good that they've moved on from dependence to being able to work independent, There's risk there in creating silos. I think it's extremely dangerous to the overall culture. Um, You know, speaking of that, you know, this is really the topic that we're talking about is culture. How do we create that? And if you have a culture of independence where people work in silos, there's a big risk to really breaking down that culture and preventing you to get to where you want to be. Even if they are competent and confident in in their work, when they're working on their own and separating themselves from other work groups, uh, there is just a lot of risk there. Yeah, to your point, it can be a real culture killer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just sort of the absence of culture when you have uh, a group of independent coworkers. Yeah. So yeah. the top of the pyramid and where you want to get to, where you want to get the team to, is interdependence. And you know, I really like the term collaborative. I think you used it a few times uh, in describing this in the past. So. An interdependent team is collaborative. And when you have collaboration, you have a lot. You often have significant innovation, and innovation often only occurs at collaboration, which is the interdependent level. But it also means that you're on your way to excellence and you can really conquer big things. If you're going after big things, you need the team to be interdependent, which means they're sharing. They are working together. They are answering questions for each other. They're moving fast and and likely they're enjoying their work. We talked in Speed of Purpose about teams with a purpose have 2.8 times the speed of, of other teams. 
And that really is a description of interdependence. Purpose creates an interdependence that wouldn't be there otherwise. So that that's where you want to get the team to. And again, that's the the top of the pyramid. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I hadn't considered the innovation piece, but, but, you know, when you get two or more minds together, you know, the outcome of that is always going to be greater than just having a single person sitting in a, in a cubicle, staring at their computer, trying to come up with ideas when you can bounce ideas back and forth, you know, it just creates this whole creative environment and I think, you know, living in the Zoom world, I think we've created this independent culture almost in, in many ways. You know, we're reliant upon Zoom calls, which is limiting in itself. But um, if you can, as a leader, intentionally seek out opportunities to bring people together for collaboration and, you know, working together on on big projects where people have to think creatively um, over a large period of time think you can really create some really great things. Yeah. So the the CEO of Google was interviewed and he was talking about the need for people to come back to the office and that the work from home was hurting collaboration and therefore stifling innovation. And what he was describing was the need for interdependence. And the, the work from home culture makes it difficult to be interdependent and easy to be independent. And uh, so that sort of sums up what what you just said. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting how, um, you know, we've kind of become comfortable in the Zoom world. I think it's it took some time for some people to get comfortable with that. But now, you know, that we are in this remote workforce world, you know, there there's pluses and minuses to it. I think from a work-life balance, it's nice. And from a just lower stress, I think helps. But when we look at interdependence, we have to be much more purposeful about what we do to create that. Yeah, absolutely. And having a leader focused on creating an interdependent culture uh, is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's jump into the gapology aspects of this. So uh, let's talk about the knowledge gap. Brian, I know you had some notes uh, on this that you wanted to share. What uh, What are your thoughts around interdependence as it relates to the knowledge gap? Yeah, so so I think, you know, in Gapology, we always, when we teach this, we always talk about what we own, you know, looking in the mirror as leaders. Uh, so what do we own with the uh, overall Gapology structure for this. So, you know, first of all, seeking to close our own gaps, close our own knowledge gaps. So seek an understanding of where your team needs direction, where they need support, uh, look for professional, personal, interpersonal, all those types of opportunities. Look for opportunities for collaboration and interdependence uh, within your work group. Then work on closing your importance gap. So, you know, understand why it's important to the team. Look for evidence of um, the impact of interdependent activities, and then the action gap. So, you know, create your leadership rhythm around this where you're building time into it to look for opportunities. So you, at the beginning of every week, look for different opportunities to bring people together. I think there's a lot of things from a leader-focused perspective that you can do first. And then from there, turn it to the team. So how do you close the knowledge gap with the team around interdependence and and working together collaboratively on different activities. How do you close the importance gap there? Celebrate the things that are big wins and that type of thing. Close the action gap. So establish 
you know, regular methods and, and uh, moments where they can all come together and so that they can see that it actually creates better results. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so to tie into what you're saying, so interdependence closes the knowledge gap by creating a culture that really is a teaching culture. Picture everyone as teachers. So in a collaborative, interdependent environment, uh, you have the team teaching the team. So that closes the knowledge gap at a level that you couldn't even ask for. They share uh, at a totally different level. Mm-hmm. And that that closes the knowledge gap. So the knowledge gap is a huge benefactor of interdependence. If you then look at the importance gap, you can go after big stuff And that in and of itself closes the importance gap. Because if you're going after big stuff, everybody knows what matters. And that's where this innovation can really take take shape. So it's a natural tie to the importance gap. If you interviewed the team, they would say, yeah, we know what matters. It's this and this that we're focused on. And so the big stuff really comes to light. When you look at the action gap, though, an interdependent team will achieve excellence. Excellence in and of itself closes the action gap. It creates a level of performance that has now overcome the knowledge gap, the importance gap, and the action gap. And it it really moves the culture forward towards achieving great things and, again, performing at a very high level. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, you, if you look at any amazing, exceptional outcome that was ever created in the history of time, it, it was rarely ever one person that did it. Even if you look at someone like Michael Phelps, you know, how many ever gold medals he's got now, you know, he didn't do it by himself. You know, he had a coach there helping him along the way. He had teammates to cheer him on, uh, you know, so just working in a silo that rarely ever produces this, you know, level of excellence you're talking about. Yeah. And excellence should be the outcome of that interdependent uh, culture. I then made some notes on what a leader can do leveraging gapology to create interdependence. Uh, can I walk through those real quick? Sure. Uh, so the the first thing would be to just create a culture of involvement. So there's a number of things a leader can do to create a culture of involvement. It may start with some meetings, but it also may be the structure of projects and assignments. So when you create a culture of involvement and then celebrate that, you're not only closing the knowledge gap at a very high level, but you're moving the team towards interdependence and towards excellence. The second one is to, is to celebrate collaboration and innovation. Make that a huge piece of the celebration. We always say that uh, we are what we celebrate. Well, when you celebrate a project completed due to significant innovation, collaboration, you know, whatever fits there, that again, allows the team to know what, what's important and really creates an interdependence. There's within that, uh, leaders can create cross-functional assignments. Cross-functional assignments will also create interdependence. And it also is a good way to, to, to develop your high performers. Have them work in other departments on other projects in order to learn the business, whatever you're doing, uh, even better. And again, great interdependence because they may not have the the day-to-day interaction with other departments. And this really creates interdependence and great development, again, for for top performers. 
Uh, the other piece is really not to view interdependence as a weakness, to view it as a strength and to carve it into your rhythm as a leader to interact with the team and promote and support interdependence, not to just celebrate independence, which is often the case, to really look for examples of interdependence where it worked and celebrate it and make it part of your rhythm, make it part of something that you ignite each week, make it part of something that you observe each week, and then you're able to speak to it. And then the team knows and and sees that excellence is coming from it. And they they know that it's, uh, you know, where where we want to be as a team, interdependent, because it creates excellence. Those were my notes, Brian. Yeah, I love all those. Uh, that last one in particular, you know, when you're looking at your leadership rhythm, there's lots of things you can do there. You know, look at your calendar, schedule time on your calendar for these things. That's how you start to create leadership rhythm. Block it out. So, you know, seek out opportunities for interdependence. You know, block time on your calendar to to look for those things. If you don't, then you're just reacting. So try to be proactive, block out time, schedule it and go after it. Yeah. And then all of it for me comes back to, I know we're talking about gapology, but we wrote a book after that called Speed of Purpose. And a team with a purpose has a natural inclination towards interdependence. It really unites the team. And we talk again about this 2.8 times accelerator that a team with a purpose has. So if you get a chance, read, read that book as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely look at that. Um, the purpose sits at the core of everything. Um, and there's lots of tips in, in the book there. Uh, you can listen to some of our podcast episodes. We've talked about this in, in detail. Uh, some of the things to, to really consider is, you know, make sure that it's, that's simple, that people know it, make sure it's published, um, not too flowery and overly complicated. It's got to be simple so people can remember it, can uh, recite it at any given moment, you know, and then wrap it around the different elements of your business. Yeah, love that. Cool. All right. Well, th- these are some good tips. Quick one this week. Um, I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this. So when if you're looking at how to create support, Uh, for your team, if you're struggling with bringing people together, if you're struggling with bringing people under one umbrella with a clear focus, take a look at your culture of interdependence. Uh, You know, make sure that you're taking a look at your leadership rhythm. Look in the mirror. Uh, You really own this as a leader. Well said. Well, thank you. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks, Brian. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Have a great week. Yep. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, Imbar, or Speed of Purpose, head on over to our website, Gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology Institute production. Visit us at Gapology.org.